morning. Welcome to a Tuesday edition of Out from the Cube. I appreciate you listening. It means a lot to us. I apologize for not getting one out yesterday, but again, with children that do not have school and uh, with clients uh, that I need to be attentive to and be doing, be doing work for, sometimes uh, my schedule gets the best of me and I'm not able to uh, get an episode out. So I wanted to thank you, though, for listening. Hope you had a great weekend. Um, if you know me, we uh, had a weekend of basketball and there was actually a great little festival here in, Saint, in the St. Charles, St. Louis area where I live. And uh, we're able to take that in and be around our friends and community in this area. So it was a great weekend. If you haven't had a chance, just to kind of jump right into it, if you haven't had a chance um, to listen to the last episode I put out on last Friday morning, I believe, I put out an episode with Jason Wells. Jason Wells is a good friend of mine that I've known about two years, two or three, uh, probably two years. And Jason Wells is now kind of this... Uh, he would hate, hate for me to say that he's a motivational speaker, but he goes and speaks to different uh, companies, organizations, teams, and uh, gives great kind of motivational type talks, uh, although he, he wouldn't phrase it that way. So I'll do a better job actually when I'm with him next about nailing down exactly what it is uh, that, you know, his tagline on what he does. But he is a phenomenal person. So let me uh, give you a rundown on, on that relationship. And if you go back, so listen to the last episode. It, what we're trying to do with Jason is just a quick quick 15-minute segments with him where we can bring him on in 15-minute blocks once a week or so, or once every two weeks, and just get a conversation going with him. Um, so what happened is many years ago, uh, two or so years ago, I took my children to a basketball training session. Uh, here in St. Louis, and Jason ran that session. And when he was running the session, he kind of got it going. There may have been 30 or 40 kids there that he was working out and training. My kids jumped in and started working out with them. Then um, he came over to me, first time meeting, shook my hand, wanted to know me a little bit. I think may have asked me about my background. I told him that in a former life, I coached college basketball and kind of my kids are passionate about basketball. And so that's kind of where we're at and what we're doing. Uh, then he essentially said, hey, why don't you come back tomorrow, um, if that's what you were planning to do for another workout, and this time, why don't you bring some workout gear, and we'll put you on the floor and let you work out as well. So I did. We showed up the next day, and Jason allowed me to be on the floor. He led the entire gym, and he let me just be involved in training some of these 30 or 40 kids that, that he was working out. So from there, we did that essentially two to three days a week, for about two years, every single night. I would uh, show up with my children every single night, being two or three nights a week. Uh, two or three nights a week, we'd show up with our kids. He'd, I'd be on the floor with Jason. And if you know me, I took notes for two years on everything he did, everything he said, and how he was training these, uh, these kids. And so I actually have a notebook of, of my time with Jason. And, uh, and it was just uh, impactful to me. Uh, it was impactful to me, one, because I think Jason's a great teacher. He's a great coach. He's a great uh, communicator um, and does a great job of uplifting. The one, th uh, let me, and, uh, and kind of segue into some things about why I brought this up. But the reason why I believe, and Jason might agree with this, that him and I connected and continue to stay connected is we both feel that what we do in terms of training, because I do some training as well that it is never about basketball. We use basketball as a tool or a vehicle to teach life skills, life lessons, 
um, things that we would want, uh, some traits and some values that we would want um, our kids to have uh, and, the, and the kids that we're working out. So it's never really been about basketball. So the phrase that we actually talked about last week when we got together was in business, and kind of to position this now into kind of a business and uh, entrepreneur and leadership and motivation type of stuff that we typically talk about. Um, in business, you can never make enough money. And this is a phrase that I heard from a coach uh, many years ago. In, in business, you can never make enough money. And in coaching, you can never win enough games. That it's not about the dollars and it's not about the wins. And I know we have people in both kind of verticals there. We do have coaches that listen, athletic coaches, and we do have um, business people and CEOs and executives that listen to this as well. So I guess my takeaway on some of that would be, you know, my take with my relationship with Jason and my connection with Jason is, um, and the reason we really were passionate about what we were doing was we were not working with those kids to necessarily make them great basketball players. We were working with those kids to make them great people, great students, great sons and daughters, and, uh, and eventually, you know, great employees and great husbands and, and, and wives and things of that nature. So it's always about more. So I guess my question would be, what, what are we doing in the business world for these people that are with us eight to 10 hours a day? You know, the, the phrase, uh, so let me, let, me, let me put a bow tie on this uh, Jason Wells thing. Jay, I haven't seen Jason and I both stopped training at the place where we were training. Um, Jason ended up uh, moving on to some different opportunities that he had professionally. And, um, and then much uh, very soon after he left, I kind of, uh, my time was kind of done there as I just got wrapped up in other things. And so we ended up both moving on. I haven't heard from Jason in quite a while. And I got a random text message from him last week, uh, a week or so ago and said, Hey, we need to get together and talk and have a drink or whatever it might be. So we met and had sat and talked. Okay. So what that has to do with with us and, and our podcast is as we talked, we talked for about two hours. Um, we just sat there. And again, I, I, for those that do watch on YouTube, I'm holding up my weekly notes that I actually will be posting to LinkedIn uh, more frequently now, but I, this, a sheet that I'm holding up now was essentially empty when I went to talk with Jason. And by the end of that, of sitting in, uh, you know, sitting in this restaurant, by the end of the conversation, I had, I actually looked at him and said, I've run out of room. You know, we, can, we the conversation's over. There, there's no more, no more notes I can take on this piece of paper. Um, but we ended up talking, hey, I would love to have you on the podcast, uh, what you're talking about, the direction you're going, how you can help businesses and people and teams and get people out of their cube and out of their mindset and what, exactly what he says here in my notes. You know, the comfort zone is where no growth happens. And I wrote that down and that just, you know, of getting out of that comfort zone because that's where nothing happens. No personal growth or professional growth happens when we're in our comfort zone. And, and I believe Jason has a message. Uh, he's able to articulate it. He's super intelligent and has uh, great stories to help us, me, me, get out of our comfort zone and get us moving a little bit. So all that is kind of a setup because we're not going to spend a lot of time setting him up. Uh, when he comes on. What we're going to do when he comes on is get right into it. 15 minute block real quick. I'm going to hit on something that is either uh, resonating with me on my mind, something he said, something I read, whatever it might be. Um, and so that is kind of how that will go. And so I, I, I wanted to set that up uh, just so one, you know, moving forward that Jason is going to be on the show. Um, two, um, my weekly notes here that I'm holding up 
you know, really are around him and my conversations with him. And I wanted to get to some things, but th this hit me this morning. Uh, usually when we start this, I'm sitting around thinking about, you know, how I can start the episode. Typically for me, um, I feel like I can actually kind of talk and get things going and kind of keep, keep a discussion going and I can get going. My hard part, I guess, in life is getting going. Um, it's this, you know, so right here, another quote from Walt Disney, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. And boy, that is me. Um, that, is, that is me where I maybe sit around and talk too much or think too much or read too much or take too many notes or have these great ambitions and great goals. And I'm compelled to do these great things that we've talked about, but then we don't begin doing. And uh, that's frustrating for me. So, um, you know, so, uh, you know, as I, we, as I was getting ready this morning and really thinking about how to start the podcast, I think starting once we started, I think that the momentum uh, kind of uh, starts to snowball and starts to roll a little bit. But I was thinking this morning and I was thinking actually about my kid and I was thinking about our weekend. Um, I have two kids. Uh, I was thinking about my oldest son um, and was really thinking about what happened this weekend. Um, now, now, I hope this. Um, now I'm getting, I'm getting really excited about, about where we're kind of heading here and, and, and the week and what we're doing and all that. And the sun's just coming up. And um, so I'm excited about the day. I hope you are as well. But something happened this weekend. One, I hope you are really introspective and self-aware of who you are, where you're at, what you're doing, how you can get better, how you can impact more, how you can teach more, how you can lead more, motivate more, like how you can do all that. How you can sit every day and just reflect back on those things. I hope you do that. And, and again, a lot of the podcast is at me. I hope I do that. And I did. This weekend I did. And I did yesterday. And I did last night with a group of people I was with that where we were sitting talking about um, how we can make more of an impact. I was with uh, two gentlemen last night in somebody's house. And we sat there and we really, the whole discussion was centered around how we can have more of an impact on what we're doing and how we can lead better and how we can kind of coach people better and how we can make people uh, happier is not the right word, but just really enjoy more. Now, this organization that I'm a part of, they do. I believe they do enjoy it. I believe they are having fun. I believe they are learning and are motivated and inspired and are starting to do great things. No question. But we sat back and said, if we're going to do this, group, this organization that we're running, and uh, uh, then we need to have kind of a retrospective a lot uh, more frequently. Um, we need to figure out what we're doing well, what we're not doing well, get some feedback, pivot if we need to, um, set some standards. Um, if we're in this for the long haul, and we have some goals and some outcomes and a direction that we want to go, then let's just not fly. You know, let's just really sit down and figure out. So we did that last night. Um, totally different subject. But then I sat back this, but as we were talking last night, I was really sitting around trying to reflect back on my weekend. And this does have a point in you and your teams. This does. So, so, so don't, don't, I don't want to lose you on this. Um, I was this weekend. I, so I coach my kids, as you may know, I coach my kids in a lot of basketball. We are a part of three or three different organizations and I coach them all. So we had games this week and we played three games. I'm going to say this right now. I've got to do a better job of coaching my kid, okay? And I've learned, and people used to tell me, it's really hard to coach your own kid. I, I need to do a better job of it. I am really, 
really demanding of my own kid. And the people that are a part of our group would say I'm really demanding of all the kids, but I'm really hard on my own kid. So let me paint this picture. We're playing two games and we play, we are a, one of our teams is a fourth grade team and we were actually playing fifth graders and the fifth graders have different rules where you can press and do different things, not to wear you out with the, uh, you know, some of the low level stuff. But anyway, so I was, I really wanted to win the game. I was really hard on my kid. My kid is doing pretty well. And so I was really hard on him. I noticed this though, as I was hard on him, as I was screaming on the floor to get his attention, to get him to do something, even if, even if, listen, even if I was shouting encouragement, my boy's name is Camden, C-A-M-D-E-N, Camden. So I was yelling across the gym floor, even if it were encouragement, Camden, great job, you know, big time, you're doing great, you're working hard, whatever it might be, right? He had already tuned me out. So let me say, and this, 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 this matters to you and your team. I am really hard on my kid and I've got to do a better job. So that's my reflection, introspection. That's me being accountable to myself and just sitting around saying, you know, first and most important thing with our kids is that they enjoy, enjoy the sport or the activity or the engagement that they're a part of. So that is, that is one. I need to make sure my kid is always enjoying the activities that we have them. And in this case, it's basketball. Two, that I get so excited and I'm so hard on him that as I was getting after him, challenging him, he was, he was messing up and he was, but he's also 10. But as he was messing up, and as he was not working hard, which is my pet peeve relative to some of this stuff, and he wasn't working hard, I really got after him. And the more I got after him, the more he tuned me out. Now, if you know me, I am pretty loud and vocal. So, and we're in a big gym, but it's not a crowded gym. So when I'm getting after him, and I'm sitting there getting, really getting after him to get his attention, yelling his name. He doesn't even recognize me. And I'm sitting there in my mind going, he can hear me. He can hear me. And the reason he's not listening to me right now is he has tuned me out. His fault? My fault? Like, without question. Without question, my fault. Without question, my fault. And I've reflected back on that for 48 hours, not in the sense that I feel bad. I do feel bad, but not in the sense that I'm beating myself up about it. I'm just sitting around going, I've got to do a better job, one, to making sure he enjoys this process and this, this game and this opportunity and, and the fun of competing with his friends and being good and things of that nature, right? Um, but I want him to you know, be able to uh, also you know, take coaching, be receptive, listen, and all that. I've got to do a better job. So. So now I'm going to pivot to the business world and leadership and team, team, team role. I've got to do a better job of reaching him. I've got to do a better job of making sure he is enjoying the process of what we're doing, the game. So I ask now, so I hope you understand that story. I did do this that night when it was just me and him and my other son, Tyler, and we're sitting there. I think we were watching maybe an NBA preseason game. I said, Camden, why don't you come over here? And I gave him a hug. And I said, listen, I know I'm hard on you. Um, one, I think you can take it, which 
justifies the behavior, right? In my mind, I'm sitting there saying, you can take it to make myself feel better. That, so you have to understand your words and what you're saying and why you're saying it and all that. The reality is I need to be less, I need not, need not to be as hard on my kid as, as I am. And there's no other, there's no other and or but. Okay. But I did say that to him, which wasn't, which in my, he didn't care in my mind, I'm sitting there going, eh, that's a cop out. Right. Um, but I just said, Hey, listen, I'm going to do a better job. I promise to you, I will do a better job of coaching you and making sure first and foremost, that you enjoy playing this game. Okay. So that's the background on how I start thought about this morning. And then I want, but how does that have anything to do with 30, 40, 50 year old people that are listening to this podcast? I'll tell you exactly how it does. One, this is me. This is just me and things I would consider. And I'm not saying this is like one a and the most important thing. These are just things off the top of my head that I would consider and think about every day rolling into my place of employment with my teams, with the people that I, that may report to me or the people again, to somebody that said last week, leaders aren't leaders are people leaders, leaders are not titles. So let me say that again. Leaders are people. Leaders are not titles. So the opportunity to go in and lead and, and, and motivate and, and uh, inspire and things of that nature is in everybody, regardless of title. So it doesn't matter if you're just rolling in and have to have people report to you. But if I were in that situation, the first thing I would consider is making sure that people are enjoying the game, right? And you understand what I mean by the game. I would make sure that the client, the sale, the product, the team, the, you know, whatever it might be, the, 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 the atmosphere of being a part of this company, that they enjoy it. And then I would, then I would sit back and say, I need to know how to reach everybody on this team and everybody is different. And that is going to be a challenge. I have to figure out how to reach my 10 year old better. I do think I do reach him, but there are, but he's changing. I'm changing. I didn't necessarily connect with him that well, maybe that game. Um, but I'm always sitting around saying, man, how can I reach him? How can I make that connection better? How can I make him perform? How can, what, what can I do to help him perform better? Right. I hope that you listen. Somebody said something and I, it may have been Jason and it may have been a podcast I listened to, but being very deliberate about the words that you use. Right. And I know sometimes we just go and I, I go and I sit there and get after my the people I lead and the, the, maybe the teams I coach. But then I sit back and I'm very deliberate about the words like to make him a better player. Eh, see, like that phrase to make him better. To do what I can to help him get to where he wants to be. Right, just phrasing and how you kind of think about things in your minds. It's important, I think, as a leader that you're really smart about word choice, word phrase on how to convey the message or, 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 or get people to move in the direction. So, um, so back to your teams, at some point, if you're really hard on your teams, consistently always hard on your teams, 
or consistently never giving praise or always in their face or always saying negative things that aren't uplifting and aren't encouraging. And I'm not saying it needs to be this Pollyanna thing. I do think there's a way to give feedback and to be, uh, and to, not to criticize, but to give that feedback of improvement, or you can do this better, or this is a better way to do things, or whatever it might be. Jason said this, and Jason is going to be on a fair amount on the podcast, but I did want to bring this up, something he said. He was like, George, what if I came into your house and sat and looked at your living room and say, and just essentially said, this isn't going to work. Like we need to move all this around. So help me move the couch. Help me move the TV. Help me move all this other stuff around because this just isn't going to work. Right. That phrase, you know, about that, about how to correct and how to bring somebody, you know, then all of a sudden I'm sitting around saying, well, clearly my living room's jacked up and he doesn't like it. And he doesn't think as opposed to saying, man, I really like how this looks. But have you, have you thought about maybe moving that over here? I think let's just move it and just see what it looks like. Cause the rest of this place looks awesome. And figuring out how to phrase things, figuring out how to not put people on their heels and figuring out how to keep people engaged. I guess here's the other one. Keep people engaged. Keep people connected. Right? Jason and I are going to talk a lot about being connected and how to get connected and how to be connected as a team and individuals and all this sort of stuff, right? But to keep people connected with that type of phrasing and wording and things of that nature. So I say this, that if you're always that person, if you are always that leader that is sitting on the sidelines, yelling and screaming, and it is in, in, a, in a critical nature or negative nature, or you've got to get better at this nature, just like my kid, those people will tune you out over time. They will tune you out. So that when you're yelling and screaming from the sidelines, encouraging things, Camden, that was great. Great shot, right? Screaming it. He doesn't, you don't even get acknowledged, right? They don't even hear, they won't even hear the encouragement. They won't even hear the praise because they've essentially tuned you out for days, weeks, months anyway, right? So, I'm just saying, keep that in mind because that was on my, uh, that was on my uh, mind this morning. It has been on my mind this week and I'm not stewing over it by any stretch. I just want to get better. And there's nothing more important than impacting your kids and making sure your kids, if we want our kids to go out and enjoy a team, an organization, an activity, why wouldn't we as leaders want the same thing for the people that report to us professionally? And I draw a lot of comparisons and parallels in, in this podcast to those two groups. What we want for our kids and what we want for our teams or ourselves professionally, right? I want my kid to think he can do anything in the world, anything, anything. I want my kid to know with time, effort, and, and, and the correct habits, doing something correctly, they can do anything. But I don't think that for myself. Instead, I sit there and say, well, you know, I'm 30, I'm, I'm 45 years old. There's no way I'm going to learn to play that guitar. There's no way, right? I'll never be that type of guitar player. I'll never be that type of chess player. I'll never be a great reader. I'll never have that position. I'll never have that level of responsibility. I'll never do X, Y, and Z. Never say that garbage to our kids. 
And so why would we ever say it to ourselves? Right. And, and I had a great conversation this weekend, great conversation with a friend of mine at this Oktoberfest that I mentioned earlier. It was great. And it was the end of the night and we were sitting there talking and he said this, he said, George, I, he listens to the podcast and he was listening and I may not get this right. So if he's listening, I may not get the exact story right, but essentially he said this, or this is how I took it. I just don't know what I'm passionate about. I don't know, you know what you're passionate about. You're doing it. Like I am passionate about this podcast. I am passionate about networking and meeting people and interviewing people and reading and taking all these notes every day and listening to podcasts and figuring out improvement and going out and trying to help our business and our company and our clients. I love it. Love it. I'm all in. That's, that is my true life's passion. My friend looks at me and says, I'm not sure what my passion is. And I'm not here to, to, to get into how to outline and how to get your passion and how to develop your passion and all this. All, my point of that story is we would, ne we would never want our kids to say that. I don't know what I'm passionate about, right? And if you're not passionate about something, right, then you can get just kind of lazy at certain things. And not lazy, maybe. Maybe complacent. Maybe complacent at certain things because you don't have that overriding passion. I woke up at 3.42 this morning. My eyes opened. Okay, my eyes opened at 3.42. I looked at my phone, and it said 3.42. And I sat there and said, crap, game over. I knew once my eyes were open at that hour, my mind is going to start racing on the things I'm passionate about. This podcast, what to listen to, how to have a better morning than I had yesterday. I'm still trying to hammer out having good ritual mornings of great things. That's kind of a bookend is the phrase I, I've started using. The bookend my days, the bookend in the morning, the bookend in the evening, right? How to bookend my start of my day. Started thinking about that. Started thinking about the things I needed to do today. Started thinking about the kids and basketball and started thinking about the community that we have here of people. And I'm like, done, game over, right? I'm passionate about that. But we want our kids to, we want our children to find those passions too. So we want our kids to find something. Listen, I've heard this from many parents. I don't care what you do. You don't have to be a basketball player. But I want you to find something you're passionate about, and then we're going all in on it. All in. And we, and I will do as a parent anything you want to develop that passion. Isn't that true? For you, that listen, that have kids, you sit there, we all sit there. We sit there and say, you don't have to be basketball. It doesn't have to be golf. It doesn't have to be, but whatever, we are going to find it. And you know what parents do? They try a whole bunch of different things with their kids, a whole bunch of different things until the flame goes, until that light is going. And then once that light's going, they're all in. Now, we probably push our kids to the things we, we like and we're passionate about. I pushed my kids to basketball. I'm not going to run from that. Luckily, my kids are equally as passionate about it. So that's my story, right? And I'm like, okay, perfect. Bam. Hit a home run there. I've got two kids that love basketball. I love basketball. We're going all in on it. If that's your passion, I will do what I can to help you develop the skills necessary to excel at that passion. But we don't do the same crap with ourselves, right? We're not trying a whole bunch of different things. 
we get complaints. And I'm not saying it's, it's definitely not on my buddy. It's on me. Like, I love this thing, but I still sit around and I, I get complacent. I'm not, I, my passion goes up and down, but I'm just, all I'm suggesting is, man, it's super, it's great to have that passion. It's great to wake up every day and say, I get to do this again. And I'll, all I'm suggesting is find that passion. So at the top of my notes, if you can, I, I think this is maybe inverted with the video camera, the top of my notes, when in my conversation with Jason last week, he said over and over again, oh, this is what he said. This is the phrase though. What are you passionate about? This is what Jason does. I'm not going to steal all this thunder. I might ask him this next week. This is great. He flies a lot. And he travels a lot. He does a lot of skill work with uh, Nike basketball. And he's gone essentially every weekend doing basketball. And then he's back in St. Louis during the week. So he flies a lot. He was telling me this story. As he flies, he sits down. And what most people do, if they want to engage the person they're sitting next to, typically the question is, what do you do? Where are you from? But what do you do? What do you do for a living? You're in software. You're a coach. You're in IT. You're, you know, whatever, right? I run a company. Okay. Jason doesn't ask that. Jason asks, what are you passionate about? And he told me this and I believe him because I know him. I know Jason. Most of you, if not all of you do not. Jason asks that all the time. Jason's life is built around being connected with people and meeting people and having a relationship with people. And he doesn't. And what I admire about him is he doesn't care. Right. Like he doesn't care in the fact that he doesn't care if the person doesn't want to talk. He doesn't care if he gets embarrassed. He doesn't care if the person, whatever. Right. He doesn't care. He doesn't care. So it's very easy for him to sit there and say, hey, what are you passionate about? What you're passionate about and what you do for a living are two different things. Now. My hope would be is that you move into a position where you are doing what you are passionate about. And again, this is not a talk about. Um, the things that are on my mind this morning aren't necessarily about how to design and develop your passion. I'm looking for my book here, if you can see me, but this way of the seal book that I'm continuing to hammer out. Um, this guy lays it out a little bit. Uh, he lays it out. This is Mark Devine in his book, Way of the Seal. He actually lays it out in such a way that I've never thought of before on how to figure out your passion. And he's got a bunch of exercises and questions and things to consider as you kind of develop that. Um, so. Um, the, uh, so I just think those are the things that just to circle back, I think there are, those are things that we expect and do for our children, but we stop short sometimes of doing it for ourselves. And my, my, my hope is, is that me, that I continue to grind on my passion, figure out what that passion is, be more, maybe clear about my passion, make sure I'm going towards that professionally if I can and doing what I can to kind of do that. Um, so there, there, there is a ton of notes here that I want to get into, not necessarily today. I'm already at the 30 minute mark on some of this. And I want to make sure that I, that, that this isn't a terribly long podcast this morning, but let me just last week we talked about, um, in a podcast. So Ed Milet, M Y L E T T is a new person I'm listening to on, uh, YouTube. So he's, a uh, kind of a lifestyle entrepreneur, motivational sales, sales person, you know, and he had Ed Milet's 10 rules for success. And, you know, 
alter your beliefs and don't sell your will to win and, you know, serving people, overcoming struggles and finding mentors, chasing discomfort, right? I've really found that interesting, right? Chasing, I'm going to re-highlight, chasing discomfort, mastering the art of persuasion, get up fast. So his thing on getting up fast was this. We are all going to fall down. We're all going to mess up. We are all going to, you know, I had, I had friends this year that lost jobs, really good jobs, and they were down, down on the mat, trying to figure out, man, I've got a family. I've got school. I've got all this stuff. I've got these responsibilities. They were down. Ed, my let's talk is this. We are all going to be down, but it's how fast you get up. Everybody gets up. It was his take. You all, we will all fall down. We will all get up. The truly successful peoples are, people are the people that get up fast. Um, and, and having that mindset of, of moving and getting up off the mats fast. Relying on your habits and being a champion. Okay? Be a champion. Be a champion. Okay? Um, so those were some of the things. And, you know, his big thing is, was on gratitude and serving and giving. But his thing was this. This is from Ed Milet. We talked about this last week, and I really liked it. Um, so I'm just going to reiterate it real quick in the last five or so minutes that we have here is what is your temperature gauge set to? What is the thermostat in your house set to? Now, Jason corrected me on this. There's a temperature thermometer. And then there is a thermostat. And the difference between the two, the thermostat I set. The thermometer tells me what it is. Does that make sense, right? So the thermostat is something I set. My thermostat right now could be set to 72, right? If my thermostat is set to 72, that is my comfort zone, and that is where no growth happens. 72, no growth happens for me, okay? I know people that roll at 82, and I have actually met people that roll at 102, and their thermostat is set to 102. And if I roll with those people, I'm uncomfortable at 102. So I go back to 72. The idea being, one, find people that roll at a temperature that you want to be at. Two, get to that temperature and be comfortable at that temperature. And have that thermometer tell you that you're at 102, right? and that you're rolling and that you're comfortable in there. So this is the idea of this comfort zone, but let me ask you this, and then I'll wrap things up on this. Jason said this as well, um, and I really liked it. And if you're rolling in, it's 7.20 in the morning, sun's coming up, it's gonna be a good day in the Midwest. Jason said this, and I really liked it. How much of today is Groundhog's Day? How much of what we're doing professionally and for a living is Groundhog's Day? And you all know the movie that we're talking about where it's just over. And I, yeah, I'm doing the same thing today that I did yesterday. I'm meeting with the same people, but the passion that you have, the goals that you have, the motivations that you have, the inspiration you have, or maybe it's this. Maybe you're such a great leader, you don't make it Groundhog's Day for your team. Does that make sense? Like, man, I get to wake up today with a passion for my, my company, my product, my team, my client, 
And I get to go have an impact on those people and make today better for them than it was yesterday, where it's not monotonous, where I can figure out their personal level of growth. I can, listen, listen, I can go figure out their temperature, their thermometer, where they're set to. And I can figure out how to take the 72s or the 65s or the 86 and put them at 100. And I can make, not make this Groundhog's Day for my team. That's what I'd be doing. So if you're a coach and you're listening, I got a buddy that coaches up in Chicago and he listens to this podcast driving into his team. Don't make a Groundhog's Day for your team today. Make this inspirational, motivational, that they're reaching their goals. They understand the why. This is why we're doing this drill or this, this is why we're, we're having this strategy and make it, you know, inspirational, make it feel like they're moving towards their goals and outcomes for the season, for the client, for the sale, for the proposal, for the ROI on the business, whatever it might be. We're moving towards that direction and it's not Groundhog's Day, but how many of us live in Groundhog's Day and we've been doing the same shit for one year, five years, 10 years, and it's Groundhog's Day. Jason continued to say this. We have said this in the podcast. So I felt good when Jason said this. He said it a little different. Man, we hate Mondays and live for Fridays. All of us. All of us hate Mondays and live for Fridays. Now it's Tuesday morning. I hope you had a great Monday. I hope you don't hate your Mondays anymore. I hope you listen to this and you figure out like, you know what? Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, those four out of seven days. That is a huge chunk of my life and I am going to enjoy it. And I am responsible. I can make the choices to make sure that I enjoy those four days more. I love my Mondays now. I love it because I know I get to do a podcast. I get to meet with people. I get to have great clients. I have a great boss. I have great leaders. I have, I have a team of people that work at, at the company of Polaris Solutions where we work, where I get to get better every day. How could you not be passionate about being around that type of thing? Or I'm telling you, man, if you're rolling in and you work with the wrong people or have the wrong boss or people are on eggshells or the leader is so loud and negative that you've tuned them out to circle back to 37 minutes ago. That you're so hard, your leaders, your, the people in your organization or some of your peers are so loud, are so negative, are so critical, are so pessimistic about the, the, vision, the vision and the mission and the values and the direction of whatever you're doing, that you've essentially tuned them all out and you're Monday morning dead. I'd make some choices. Luckily for us at where we work, Polaris Solutions, I would be willing to bet that every single person that works at our company gets jazzed up at Monday around six o'clock, seven o'clock. They sit there and say, man, I get another week, right? Some people check out on weekends. Don't bother me. Don't call me. I was Saturday, Sunday, Saturday or Sunday morning on the couch right there. Um, on Instagram doing some things. I was accomplishing some goals. There were some things that I wanted to do, not on Instagram, but there are some things that I want to accomplish. And there were some goals and I actually reached some of my goals this week. And I sent my, uh, I, I sent my boss, the person that I report to, I guess, uh, a message seven in the morning. 
got an immediate response, encouraging me, uplifting me, telling me nice job, all that sort of stuff on a Saturday morning, Sunday morning. It's not, it wasn't like, Hey, look at me, I'm doing this or, you know, me going to my boss. Like, no, we have that type of relationship. So I'm one, I'm hopeful that you do. Don't, you know, hopefully you work at a company where it's not checked out. Hopefully it's not a type of company where when, when the phone does ring that you feel like you have to go to work, but that you are a part of a community that you are connected, that you, and I, and, and I could go on and on about this. So let me, let me stop here and say this then. If you don't have that type of company and you are in a position to create it, my encouragement would be for you to create that today. And I have friends that I know people that do listen to this and I know that they are in leadership positions, right? Uh, my encouragement is to start to create that type of culture, that type of community uh, where people are sitting there excited about Mondays and excited about their passions and feel that working for you with them, uh, that they, uh, they are going to reach with their passions, even if it have nothing to do with what you currently do. Wouldn't that be great that five years from now, somebody leaves your company? Let's say, wouldn't it be great if somebody left your company two years from now that you ran into five years from now and they were doing their life's mission, purpose, and passion, and they were crushing it, and they sat there and looked you in the eyes and said, I would not be doing this now had you not supported me, had you not helped me, had you not motivated me and held me accountable to those things when I worked for you. And thank you for that. Right? Wouldn't that be the best? Sure, you lost somebody. But to circle back to 37 minutes ago, it is not about the dollars and it is not about the wins. My opinion. Figure out what the passions are of your people, your team, your leader, uh, the people that work for you. Do what you can to stoke those passions. Now, granted, every business has a business. They are trying to make money. They have, you know, they have a direction that that ship has sailed. And hopefully you can align with the direction the ship is going and that your passions can be, um, you know, uh, be encouraged. So listen, that's 41 minutes. I want to try to keep these around 40. Let me just leave with the last quote. And I won't go on and on about this. Here's the last quote. This is from Jason. And we talked about this in the episode that we recorded last Thursday, Friday. Who is great because of your greatness? Who are you pulling with you? You are great. Everybody that is listening to this is doing great things. They are crushing it. You are, I know people that have come up to me. I was, this weekend, people came up to me and were talking to me about this podcast. And everybody that is talking to me about this podcast is doing great things. My encouragement is who is doing great things because of your greatness? Like that, that's Jason's quote. It's at the top of my notes here. Go to LinkedIn and look at my notes. Who is great because of your greatness? Everybody that talked to me in the past week about this podcast is doing great things. Everybody. My encouragement is making sure that you are bringing great people with you and that, they're, that, they, that, who, that they are great because of your greatness. Okay, so let, let me wrap this up. Um, Tuesday, I'm going to have Jason on again sometime this week. We're setting some things up for next week. Um, I appreciate you listening. This is on YouTube. So you can go to the YouTube channel. It's in the show notes. Please subscribe. If you could please subscribe to the YouTube channel, that helps us out. There's all sorts of math that goes on behind the scenes with YouTube. Um, I would, I'd appreciate that. 
Um, share this with your friends. Uh, I would appreciate that as well. Um, if we can help you, um, we are now, you know, getting some phone calls and people are wanting to do business with us and all that sort of stuff. That's, this is not a sales, you know, a sales call or anything along those lines. We're not soliciting all that, but if we can help you with anything, if you want to have a discussion, I have a buddy, you know, I've, I'm hearing from people that I want I have, I'm hearing from people I haven't talked to in like 30 years, which is my college roommate who, who at one point was, it was as close to me as anybody. Um, you know, reached out and called me last. It's one of those things like taking action on what you feel you're compelled to do that we've talked about. I haven't talked to him in 25, 30 years. All of a sudden I'm sitting here and, and my phone rings and it's my college roommate. And we talk for 30 minutes and we just catch up. We talk business and, uh, you know, and, we, and just wanted to talk about teams and what he's doing and a change of career, not a change of careers, but a change of jobs for him. Just phenomenal. Whatever we can do, to have a conversation so we get better and uh, maybe we can help you consider other things so you can get better. That would be awesome. So uh, appreciate it. Um, look for Jason Wells on some other things. So the other thing is my show notes, not show notes, my weekly notes that I'm holding up now for YouTube. I am posting these now every Monday onto, onto LinkedIn because without question, this is the biggest thing people look at. And I actually had somebody this weekend that told me, a friend of mine that listens to the podcast saying, when you, the best thing you do is posting your notes. Okay, so I'm going to make that kind of a habit as well. Um, and let us know how we can help you. If there's any conversation that we can have, man, I, I would really love uh, us, anybody uh, would love to have that conversation. Um, so that's 44 minutes. Listen, have a great, it's Tuesday. Be passionate about the rest of the week. Find What are you passionate about? Who's great because of your greatness? Walt Disney, the way to get started is to quit talking and begin doing. Okay, hope you have a great week. Those are my takeaways uh, for me leading into the rest of this week. Um, to continue to refine what I'm passionate about, figuring out who's great because of my greatness. And the way to get started is to quit talking. Have a great rest of the week. We'll talk.